Blog Talk Radio. Happy 2019. It is uh, 1-1-2019. My goodness gracious. And we made it to another year. We made it through another year, didn't we? And uh, this is the Right Reverend John St. Germain welcoming you to the Crystal Silence League Hour. We have an interesting show for you tonight. We're going to dwell into the world of uh, silent influence. And I'm going to tell you, if you learn this technique, even a little bit, even a little bit, your life will significantly change. So, hey, come back in just a minute. Get yourself a warm drink or a cold drink, whatever kind of drink you like, and a crystal ball or a crystal of any sort, and come back. You know, I'm really happy to be here. I want to tell you, I don't have any resolutions. I don't do New Year resolutions. For me, the New Year is just another day. Uh, This is an arbitrary demarcation. The calendar is just an invention of man. Time is an invention of man. We mark time off. And you know, in medieval Europe, in medieval days, there was no such thing as time. There really wasn't. There was the days and the seasons. And we didn't have this thing where we marked off calendar time and all this stuff. That was uh, just something we did. We invented it. And uh, I think life was a lot simpler. Uh, I turned 59 this year and officially outlive my father and every other uh, ancestor I had in my family. I've outlived every male in my family. I cheated death this year, in fact. Uh, And... uh, it's kind of a uh, kind of a weird feeling, I guess, to have uh, 
walk beneath death's shadow. Um, and I didn't quite realize that at the time um, until I had the heart surgery and the aftermath of it when I went back for tests and things like an echocardiogram and I explained to the techs what happened. They, were, they said, uh, really? That the 90% blockage of two arteries uh, of, in your heart and the widow maker, and she, you know, you, that's remarkable. You're still alive. And then in retrospect, it kind of is. So, um, you know, I, I cheated death yet again, not for the first time, not for the second time and not for the third time. I've, I've cheated death actually. Um, so it's kind of a uh, interesting that I made it to 2019. I'm, um, interested to be here. Well, tonight we're going to look at silent influence. Um, what I'm hoping for 2019 is that there's less bickering, less tension, less hysteria. Um, and the media has contributed a lot to this, and social media certainly follows along. And uh, uh, history, history lesson. When this uh, democracy, this democratic republic, a constitutional uh, republic, a constitutional democracy was invented – um, over 200 years ago, it was an experiment. And the idea these very intelligent people came up with, the idea was that to avoid extremes of ideologies, the idea was that, yes, there are these conservatives, and yes, there are these liberals. And they didn't have those terms for them back then, but there they were. There were people who thought you should rule uh, liberally, there are people that thought you should rule conservatively. They'd seen rulers that did this. They saw rulers who had very lax hands and rulers who had very tight hands and cruel people and um, people who lacked empathy and people who maybe had too much. And um, they wanted to avoid this. So the idea of the democratic democracy, the, the constitutional democracy, constitutional republic, was that you got a whole bunch of people of different ideologies together. And they would debate, and they would negotiate, and they would discuss, and reach a middle ground, an agreement. And that's how it would work. And this would be a government of the people, that people from all walks of life, from the humblest to the most powerful, would elect representatives of their different ideologies. These would form a congress and uh, of various levels of power and that the you know this congress would discuss these different ideologies and reach an agreement well what it became and you see this on the internet you libtards lost you republic republica thugs lost we're going to win you're going to lose it became a sporting event like football we won you lost you losers you're crying your tears are delicious. Well, you Republicans are going to lose next time. It's not winning and losing. We don't want a Congress that's all liberal or all conservative. No. Nor do we want a House divided. Nor do we want a, a liberal president and a, Republic, and a conservative House fighting, trying to block each other nor do we want a conservative president and a liberal house fighting, blocking each other. We want them to work together. That's the idea of the constitutional uh, democracy. That's, that was the idea. 
But, you know, people mess things up. People mess things up because everybody wants to be in control. And we, the people, mess things up because you get a whole bunch of people together and look on the just look just look in social media. It's not like everybody wants to get together and say, you know, we got to straighten this out. You know, we got to get together and agree. No, no, it's 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 the liberals are destroying the country. No, the Republicans are destroying the country. No, it's not. It's that division that's destroying the country, us versus them. And you know what? This has gone back since primordial times, the Cro-Magnons versus the Neanderthals, Australopithecus versus um, whatever, uh, Anthropithecus. It's gone back when mankind has completely blown this planet up the amoebas will be versus the parameciums. You know, plankton will be versus uh, tardigrades because apparently that's just the way it is. But it would be nice if we could work that out. Um, I, don't, I don't know. Personally, I'm thinking the experiment didn't work. The, the democratic experiment didn't work. The democratic republic, we tried. It didn't work. And I'm wondering if we could just declare the Revolutionary War null and void, and, you know, if England will have us back. You know, can we come back to England? Uh, that that might be cool. Tonight, silent influence. My goodness, what is that? Well, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. Um, our stone of the night is um, a very interesting one. It's uh, ametrine, which is a combination of amethyst and citrine. Isn't that cool? Uh, amethyst and citrine are two of the classics. Those are two stones everyone should have in their uh, toolkit. So with ametrine, you get both of them. You get amethyst and you get citrine. Uh, they're both types of quartz uh, with different infusions of uh, mineral. Both infusions of amethyst and citrine are types of iron. They're isotopes of iron. That gives them the violet color and the yellow color. And so most ametrine is mostly violet and it will have yellow inclusions, uh, yellow spots. And uh, it makes it uh, a, a very interesting stone to work with. So uh, you'll see what looks like an amethyst with yellow swirls in it or yellow dots in it or yellow um, spots in it. And um, so this is uh, a stone that will have quartz qualities and amethyst qualities and citrine qualities. And uh, it heterodynes. It amplifies the qualities of each other. Now, um, they, they do work in harmony. Some stones don't. These do. Um it's they're, they're, both of these crystals work well uh, to help focus and energize the person. They work on uh, so many chakras. When you think about it, um, you're getting violet, you're getting violet blue, you're getting yellow, you're getting orange. Um, sometimes, because of the uh, intermixing, you may get pink even. So uh, you're looking at. Um, Chakras, uh, looking at solar plexus, uh, sacral, 
sometimes heart, throat, third eye, and if you pick your stone correctly, crown. Um, so you'll get very high energy um, vibrations with this stone. Um, you're getting both um, physical with the citrine and mental with the third eye. And um, uh, the violet with the crown. So uh, you're getting both physical and mental bridge um, with this stone. So you can work on your practical bridging your practical life with your mental life and um, there's a uh, there's a saying keep your feet on the ground and your head in the clouds so this is uh, very good so it can help clarify your goals you have ideas you have intuitions you have clairvoyant um, hunches you have dreams this helps bring them down and manifest them um, uh, harmonizes your inner and external worlds. And we know in New Thought that internal states manifest physically. This is the stone for you. Um, if you're kind of foggy in your mind, you, you can't quite uh, get clarity in your thoughts, this is a good one for you. Um, it's also good for meditation. Um, uh, an Amatrine... Um, Pendant is good to wear during meditation. And um, I know people that uh, wear these constantly. Uh, that's Amitrine. Um, it is a, uh, a solid, being quartz is solid. You can make a direct infusion with it. Just drop it in the water directly. Keep it in the sun. Make your infusion. Drop brandy. Uh, although I'm going to tell you that lately, the past few months, well, about the past year, uh, when I make an infusion, I don't do it any of them directly. It's probably not a good idea to ingest fragments of any crystal or rock. Um, I I put them in a um, container. Uh, I'll usually I put them in a test tube or a vial of some sort and immerse them in the water. Uh, in fact, I've been buying these uh, drinking glasses. They're uh, like a container, like a water bottle. And the bottom of them has a recess. And you put your crystals in that recess and screw the bottom on it. And you fill it with water. And the uh, the water absorbs uh, the vibration of the crystal through the bottom. It's it, it's quite remarkable. They, they make these uh, containers, certain companies, uh, that allow you to put the crystal in the bottom of it. It's got a recess like a wine bottle. You know, you've seen the foot in a wine bottle with a screw bottom. And uh, you just put your crystals in the bottom of that. You can put as many as you want, different types even if you wanted to, and uh, screw the bottom on it and uh, fill it with water and just drink your water. You don't you don't have to store your uh, infusion this way. You just fill it, let it set out during the day, and then the next day drink as much of it as you want. So it's uh, these are kind of cool. It's come a long way making your infusions. But that's uh, Amitrine. Uh, interesting little crystal. Interesting little crystal. Um, I'll find that company uh, that makes these, and I'll uh, I'll give them a free plug because I, I have uh, three of these little glasses. Uh, one of them was a gift, and I thought I'll go get some more. 
This is the Crystal Silence League, for those of you who don't know. It was formed around 1917 by Mr. Claude Alexander Conlon, a uh, magical adept who um, formed it for the purpose of projecting positive prayer and affirmation for those who need. And when he passed into the silence around 1954, he took the Silence League with him until about 2007 when adepts of Missionary Independent Spiritual Church revived it on the Internet. Of course, now we are the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches. You can find the Crystal Silence League at www.crystalsilenceleague.org. And if you go there, you'll see that we have a prayer page, uh, prayer requests, and we get about uh, 200 prayers a week posted there. And all of us that are pastors pray for you. Many people pray for you, if you go there, in fact. And uh, uh, I read aloud these prayers, some of them. I can't read all of them. I'd be doing it all the time. But I read aloud some of those on my show, and we'll do that right now. I always do this anonymously by prayer ID. I never read any names out loud. So why don't we why don't we start? Why don't you pray with me now? We start with prayer ID 79175, who wants... His soulmate back, who says, going through a tough breakup, heartbroken and hopeless. All communication has been cut off, and I miss her every second, day and night. I ask that those who read this pray that R allows her heart to feel the pain in my heart, and she consider giving our love and bond another chance. Amen. And prayer ID 79174. Thank you, angels and archangels, Archangel Michael, for cutting the cords that bind me to people, places, energy, situations, and any other stuff I no longer need. It feels so good to know you're here. Only bind me to energy that serves my higher self. Only bring people and opportunities into my life that contribute to my highest vibrational potential. Amen. Prayer ID 79173. Please pray with me for my son to get his check and back pay and to get the housing assistance he needs from the people we're trying to work with. Please pray he gets approved in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, please give him his own so he doesn't have to ever sleep outside again. Amen. Prayer ID 79170, I pray for divine protection from all that is not of my higher power. I bind and rebuke any and all evil prayers and spoken word that mean me no good. Amen. Prayer ID 79168, loving universe and fellow prayer warriors, thank you so much for your aid. My last prayer here was answered, and my good friend's offer was accepted. I now pray that L and R be approved by the park to purchase the home. May their approval process move swiftly and well. May L and R stay on the path to home ownership and be given the keys on January 29th. May they move into their new home, start their family, and have many years of health and happiness there. Thank you, and blessed be. Prayer ID 79167, please pray for the justice system to order the evil alcoholic to pay for all damages. Amen. 
Prayer ID 79164. I pray for my ex to feel the same love for me as I do for her. I pray for her to realize that we can have an epic love story filled filled with adventure, happiness, joy, and love. I pray for my work and my energy to be magnified in bringing her back to my life. I pray that she returns to me filled with love and that we spend the rest of our lives together. I pray that all negative influences and negative people are removed, allowing us to be our true selves together, happy and in love. Amen. Prayer ID 79163, who prays for a permanent job with the companies I am working at through a temp agency, paying $125 per hour or more, $20,000 a month and more with per diem, consistent five years or more. Easy, I feel free. I'm more than adequate. I travel for work. It comes to me easily and quickly. I feel at ease. My work environment is fun as I do my job on a daily basis. Please pray that the right and perfect fit comes to me quickly and easy. Thank you kindly, and I pray all your wishes come true as well. Amen. Pray for me for 20000 a month, too, while you're at it. Prayer ID 79162, who requests positive work opportunities for my Tantra and Reiki massage practice. I'd love to attract new clients, loyal clientele from my past and stable income to my private practice so I can obtain goising and a safe live workspace. I met a landlord here in Chicago who has affordable housing, and I ask that she open her heart to me so I can move into her affordable space by end of January or sooner. I'd like to attract people who respect my offerings and refer me to their friends. Amen. Prayer ID 79161. Please pray that my abusive ex-boyfriend and all those he recruited to stalk, harass, and terrorize me for two and a half years will be arrested, charged, and forbidden from binding out of jail. Blow the cover off of the new stuff I'm learning. The ex hacking the computer servers of a large organization to get my contact information so that police can see it and arrest the ex. Publicly expose the truth of my ex dating a new girl and putting the girl up to harassing and making death threats to me. Thank you. Amen. Prayer ID 79159, help Kay to stay on task with her personal goals this year. Help her to build creativity, determination, and optimism. Amen. And prayer ID 79158, please pray for my son, AMC, for complete healing, emotional, spiritual, physical, and psychological. Dear Lord, please enlighten his heart and mind and give him the light to think clearly before making a big decision in his life regarding his girlfriend. Also, make him stop on spending a lot of money on dates, and please let him focus on his career and all the realities of life before it is too late. God, we thank you for all, and we know nothing is impossible to you. Please put a miracle on him. Let's do one more. Prayer number 79156, who prays, please pray that all 
in 2019 all distraction and obstacles be removed from this relationship bless this couple remove c from them in Jesus' name i ask and pray please place under crystal ball amen and we sure will let's take a moment of silent prayer for all in need of comfort and support and strength Amen. We're talking about silent influence, and I'm going to tell you that um, silent influence comes from New Thought. Uh, Dr. Phineas Quimby and early practitioners uh, did this. They would heal from a distance. And it was the stroke of genius of Mr. Conlon that you could do this with crystal balls. And uh, uh, we're going to talk about the type of crystal balls you use because he pointed out that different colored crystals were useful for different types of projection. And we uh, observed how he had uh, discussed with travelers in India how certain yogins had practiced uh, meditation of different colored crystals and projected thoughts to uh, people who were watching them perform miracles and using uh, hypnosis, a projected form of hypnosis, uh, uh, causing the audience to see uh, miraculous feats that didn't happen. They just saw saw them in their minds. They were doing a holographic projection by thought alone. And um, so there are four branches of uh, crystal gazing, the crystal crystal, and we are going to um, skip the first one for now, which is scrying. Uh, scrying, crystal mancy or seership, and move to, uh, straight to um, um, the second one, which is projection, because we're going to move on to uh, silent influencer spending. Um, 
the reason we're going to skip scrying is because we're we're going to pick it up in a little bit. But um, I want to tell you that there there are many scrying is uh, closely related to projection. So I want to talk about some of the techniques and some of the tools you might use for projection. Um, because crystal balls have been used for centuries uh, as scrying devices. The idea of peering into a crystal ball or peering next to a crystal ball, holding it just out of sight or close to your eye, uh, to have visions or to see visions, it goes back so far. I'm not sure that we can even say when there was the first reference to it. Um, you don't even have to use a crystal ball. Any shiny object you can use a uh, bowl of water uh, and I'll, I'll tell you that uh, going through my uh, my grandmother's estate uh, I got her crystal ball which was very, very nice it was a apparently a Czechoslovakian lead crystal uh, quite nice quite expensive someone told me uh, I used to take it with me when I did psychic fairs back in the uh, 90s and the dealer went by the table and said, do you know what that is? It's worth about $1,200. And I said, oh, so I quit. You know, I, I was just like <laughs> throwing it in there and catching it. And uh, so I, I quit bringing it with me. And uh, apparently it was quite uh, exotic and rare. It was a really nice one. Now, I know when you look into it, you go quite deep. And I know if you hold it out, if, you, if you're holding it outside, I was, I was showing it to some people outside and it, set me on fire it burned a hole in my shirt and set me on fire it's like a perfect optical lens um but another thing she had was a uh, a coffee mug that she had painted black <coughs> and uh you said well why didn't she just use a black coffee mug well because a black coffee mug is shiny and she had painted this with a um with a flat black it was um it was a paint that was black, flat black. It didn't reflect light. And it was one of those um, uh, China coffee mugs like you got in oatmeal at the time. Used to, If you bought this oatmeal uh, some time ago, even back when I was a kid, you'd get um, like a juice glass or a coffee mug or a saucer in it. And um, so she'd painted it black. And... I had no idea why she did that. I knew there had to be a reason for it. And then one of my cousins said, oh, she used to fill it with water and stare in it. And so she used this for a scrying bowl, basically. And uh, so uh, I've I've done that, and it, it does work. It works very well. And I'll tell you that there are palm stones or show stones, and uh, these are flat and smooth pieces of stone such as obsidian or carnelian or calcite or selenite that fit into the palm of your hand and um, I have I have several of these I just picked one up at a psychic fair I did last month uh, made of jet and these should fit perfectly you, you you go to a place that has these and you pick them up they should be flat and they should fit perfectly in the palm of your hand and if you do this correctly like with a black stone, it should look like you have a pool of black ink in the palm of your hand. They should fit into the contours of your hand. And it's perfectly okay to shape them. It's perfectly okay. People say, well, they, they should be natural. They should naturally fit. And if you're fortunate enough to find one, 
And uh, I have been, and I found some that just go boom uh, into the palm of my hand. This this one I found uh, at the psychic fair fits pretty well into my left hand. It fits pretty well. Um, it could stand. I could stand a uh, sand it down in a few places, but I probably won't. But if you're fortunate to find uh, a palm stone that fits into your hand, and if you find a place with a large assortment, you probably will. Great. But it's perfectly okay to uh, grind them down and polish them to fit into the palm of your hand. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I know people, oh my God, you shouldn't do that. It's again, you know, it's not, it really isn't. It's perfectly okay. So, um, so, uh, you can also find uh, clear quartz um, uh, that it, that one side has been um, machined or uh, roughed up to create um, uh, uh, kind of a um, window into the surface, um, which uh, it, it's... It sets in the. It's flat on one side. It sits in your palm, and then the top of it's uh, curved like a ball. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you that um, he, uh, Mr. Collin, mentions the uh, use of crystal points, stones, and all kinds of shiny natural objects uh, used by seers in every culture. Uh, at the beginning of his uh, uh, book, uh, Crystals and Crystal Gazing, which is a chapter. In and uh, his uh, first book, um, Real Inner Secrets of uh, Psychology. Now, you'll find if you practice with a crystal ball and learn scrying techniques or projection techniques, you can do it with anything, with any kind of crystal. And uh, uh, Miss Cat Ironwood and I were talking about marbles, uh, carrying around a marble. Uh, there are marbles that are a little bigger than normal. They're, um, I guess, about um, I'd say about um, three fourths of an inch in diameter, and you can carry these in your pocket. And we're talking about a workshop at the next Hoodoo Festival, um, giving people uh, three or four colored marbles and showing them how to use them for scrying and projection. But you can use small spheres; they don't have to be large. I, I like the two inch balls. Um, these are great to work with. You can carry one in your pocket or carry several in your pocket, but there's also small ones that are um, less than an inch in diameter, and these work well, too, for scrying and for projection. And uh, there, um, there are certain crystals that are believed to enhance clairvoyant skills, and these are very good for projection and receiving as well. And uh, I can give you a partial list. Uh, there's amethyst and aquamarine and azurite and beryl, uh, carnelian, citrine, clear quartz, right? Emerald, uh, flint, heliodor, uh, hematite, jet, lapis lazuli, moonstone, morganite, obsidian, opal, sapphire, Tiger's eye, white calcite, angel stones, any of there's a whole, whole bunch. So get the, get get them and use them. So um, you can get um, a lot of times you, uh, people wear rings or uh, amulets, jewelry uh, for scrying, and uh, 
So you don't even have to carry a crystal ball around. You can you can wear jewelry for scrying, and um, and use them. So um, the nitty gritty of this though is when you're using these uh, for projection and influence for for specific purposes, and we'll get into that right after our announcements. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condraman Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6. Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse. Fridays, 4 to 5. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay. Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And we're back. Now, I'll tell you, there's a kind of elitism um, in the spiritual community about crystal balls, and I'll only look at quartz. I'll only look in quartz. You know, quartz is glass. It's silica. Um, and quartz and glass molecularly are not that different. And I, I will tell you that I've gotten good results from glass crystal balls that I bought in a novelty store. Um, and I've gotten great results from quartz. And not not that much difference, really. Uh, quartz and obsidian uh, are glass. They're glass. And do you know how glass is made? They take sand, which is silica, and melt it and let it dry. And glass is basically the same thing as quartz and obsidian. It's just quartz and obsidian are melted by the earth and forged by the earth, and glass is melted in a furnace. So um, they're, they're basically the same thing. Now, yes, there are uh, natural processes that go in, into quartz and uh, amethyst and things, but uh, many of the dyes that are used to color glass balls are iron and um, boron, uh, uh, cobalt, and things like that that are elements you know they're the same things that color natural things so i've I've found that many of the uh, man-made crystal balls work well and you know in crystal healing there are man-made crystals i can't think of any off the top of my head but there are man-made crystals that are used um in healing and i I know there's some elitism i'm not going to touch that one it's man-made well okay i'm sorry but uh they work and many people will use them um so, yes, you can buy a four or five, six-inch quartz crystal ball if you're rich. Or you can buy a four or five, six-inch glass ball for a significantly less amount of money. And in my opinion, uh, it will work just as well. Now, um, there's also a thing called fused quartz. And this is uh, this is natural quartz stone. Usually, it's fragments. It's been crushed to dust, and then melted in a kiln or a furnace, and then um, 
reformed. Uh, it's kind of like like you make glass. You know, it's, it's crushed into sand, melted, and then reformed. And you can buy balls made out of that. I mean, it's quartz. It's just been crushed and reformed. Now, tinted crystal balls. This was uh, something that uh, Mr. Conlon wrote a great deal about. So clear crystal is considered a universal sender and receiver, and it's useful in every aspect of crystal ball work. If you're sending, receiving, healing, scrying, which are the four branches, by the way. Now, aqua or blue, you know, aqua is kind of a teal color, um, is usually uh, employed in health work, tranquility, spirituality, and peace work. And it's good for receiving. It's not very powerful for projection. Red crystal, uh, it's usually used for love and sexuality, action, adventure, and blood. Uh, I found it very useful for control, for sending out power, sending out powerful and control. Uh, it takes a great deal of passion to activate crystal. But as a receiver, uh, it's good for... Uh, Absorbing to receive power, uh, to strengthen your spiritual power, your core, your spiritual core. Um, green crystal, generally used for prosperity, uh, money, business, and um, it works best if you're in a spirit of generosity. If you're sending prosperity and you're generous, it doesn't work as well if you're greedy. If you're trying to receive money and prosperity so that you can exercise largesse, so that you can exercise generosity, it seems to work a lot better. Now, yellow and honey amber, the amber crystals are very beautiful. Um, or purple um, work very well with success and career, your uh, personal power, charisma, uh, travel. Uh, and legal matters, uh, good for sending and receiving. The black crystal, the ebony crystal, um, this is used to absorb negativity, evil spirits, um, uh, jinxes, things like this. Uh, Mr. Conlon uh, describes the black crystal as the ultimate receiver. Now, as a sender, it requires mastery of will. Very strong will. Now, as for size, um, uh, it depends on the size of your hands and how you're going to hold the ball. I, pr I prefer the two-and-a-half-inch ball. And um, now, when I'm doing my projections for the Crystal Silence League, um, I use a four-inch ball. And um, But I've been doing it for a very long time. And um, I'll tell you that the uh, the ball used for the Crystal Silence League projections at the main church in California, the Missionary Independent Spiritual Church, is a 10-inch sphere of fused quartz. I've seen it. It's very big. So how do you position and hold the sphere? Uh, you can hold a small ball uh, at, between uh, your finger and thumb, 
and hold it near your eye and brace your elbow on uh, a table or a chair. You can hold it in the palm of your hand. You can hold it between your two hands. Um, you can sit in a lotus position and hold the ball between your hands and gaze down at it. Um, you can sit at a table and have the ball on the stand on the table. It, it's up. It's up to you. Uh, you can close your fist, uh, thumb up, little finger down in front of you, and rest the ball uh, on your hand on your fist. Um, it, it's really and I, and I've done that quite a bit. There's uh, uh, somewhere probably on my Facebook page of me holding a ball like that. You, you close your fist, you hold your arm out. Um, in front of your face and you put the ball uh, on your forefinger and thumb. It makes kind of like a little stand. And I, I hold uh, balls up to three inches like that. Um, and traditionally, I'll tell you that the sphere is considered the best medium for scrying. Um, and I do believe that orbs intended for scrying purposes are best prepared by uh putting them out in moonlight. Take it up, take it outside, hold it up to the moon, and send all your uh, positive energy into the ball. And over time, you can develop an affinity for certain crystals. And uh, I've bought many, many crystal balls over the years. Uh, I've got hundreds. I do. I have hundreds of crystal balls, and we're uh, building a shrine, the Crystal Silent Shrine right now. It's not ready yet. And it will house my, my crystal collection. And at, at some point in time, it will be the headquarters of the Crystal Silence League. But some of those crystal balls have come to life and some haven't. I've developed an affinity for some of them. Um, you will develop an affinity for certain tools. I'm, I'm very curious about people who collect tarot decks and collect uh, divinatory decks. Do, do, th do they? develop affinity for certain decks. I've got decks I've worn I've about worn the, the ink off of them because some of the decks come to life and some of them don't. Um I mean I do. I have I have some I have like a Lenormand deck. Gosh, I've read with it for eleven years and you can't even see the pictures on it hardly anymore. Um so there's a number of exercises you can use if you're going to scry with a crystal. We'll, we'll go into that when we're actually talking about scrying. But what I want to talk about is um, silent influence. And we're going to talk about sending. So what we're doing with silent influence is indirectly influencing the actions of other people from a distance. We're indirectly influencing the actions of someone else from a distance. That's what silent influence is. Now, <laughs> this is, I mean, think about it. Here's someone else out there. And so you look in a crystal ball and you say, I'm gonna, I want you to do this. Now, Mr. Conlon placed a great deal of emphasis on this. He points out in many of his writings, every spell cast, every prayer chanted, every wish made are attempts to influence the will or thoughts of someone else, right? Because a lot of people say, well, is this, is this the right thing to do? Well, every time we cast a spell or make a wish or pray, we're trying to influence somebody somewhere. Now, through the eye of this crystal ball, what we're going to do is focus our will. 
we're going to concentrate our will, we're going to hurl it out toward the object of our desire. Mr. Conlon says, by use of the crystal, you may project or broadcast messages of psychic influence to those whom you have never met, and your prayers for them will change and influence their lives. Well, let's say you have an important business meeting, and your future rests on it. You might send out thoughts of silent influence before you even meet these clients. And you urge them to see your proposition in a favorable light. Let's say you're appearing in court. You might attempt to sway the judge in your favor through your crystal ball several days before your hearing and every day before your hearing. And it's not even limited to people. You can penetrate the very fabric of reality if you're determined. And you can reweave it to your preferences. And you can attract love, you can attract prosperity, you can attract success, you can attract fortune, and you can attract fame. Mr. Conlon was the highest paid entertainer of his time. In nine years, he amassed millions of dollars. He he was uh, more famous than Houdini in his time. We know about Houdini. We know because Houdini worked his entire life to be famous. Mr. Conlon entered the entertainment field after a somewhat checkered career. Uh, and... and uh, Influenced the right people, uh, got them to uh, be in debt to him, basically, uh, owing him favors. And it's a remarkable story. We'll go into it someday. And uh, in nine years, amassed millions. You can see posters uh, in vaudeville where uh, Alexander, the man who knows, and then under that in smaller letters, Houdini. Lines forming for miles around. I mean, miles to get in to see him around the block in New York several times uh, in vaudeville theaters. Um, and um, he formed a publishing company, et cetera. So uh, his wife, he married a, a one time a woman much younger than him, and the parents were against it. And his wife said uh, he met her parents, and then within minutes they, they could not say no to him. Uh, because of this power he had of silent influence that they that they agreed to his every wish so um, it's not limited to people it's not limited to anything these techniques work he was paid anything he wanted now to initiate any kind of projection your mind though has to be utterly cleared and utterly focused and you have to know how to go into the silence. And we, we talked about going into the silence. Your mind must be silent. You have to put aside anything distracting. You can't harbor thoughts of anger. You can't harbor thoughts of anxiety. You can't harbor doubt. You have to be calm. You have to be assured. And you have to be focused. No uncertainty. Doubt, and I say this, I say this until you get tired of hearing it, doubt will kill you in this field. It will kill your success in this kind of work. So proficiency in meditation does help. It does help develop this kind of focus and concentration that you need to make this uh, progress with silent influence. And I always think there's a thing in meditation called diamond mind. And if you think of narrowing the focus of your attention to a laser beam that you're going to fire into the heart of his crystal ball, 
and you can hold your crystal in your hand. You can lay it on the table, rest it in the stand. I don't care, but you don't want it, you don't want to be distracted by how you're going to hold the ball. You don't want your focus to be how am I holding it? Is it going to slip out of my fingers? Am I going to drop it? Now I want to drop it on my foot. You want to forget about it. You want to forget about the crystal ball. So a lot of times uh, you might just want to practice holding the ball until you forget about it. Now, there are complementary crystals you can use to help doing this, and we'll talk about that at some other time. Um, but you want the proper crystal for the condition, green for prosperity, red for power or for love, amber for healing, etc. So you visualize your target, and the more sensory detail you can engage, the better. you got to see them, hear them, smell them if possible. What do they smell like? Smell is very important. Um, uh, I was trying to influence um, a chap once, and he wore this. Uh, I, I don't know what brand cologne it was, but it was citrusy. I, I can I can call it to mind right now. Uh, it was citrusy. It was very strong. Had kind of a lime flavor to it. Um, and I, I mean, I can I can call it right now. If I had to influence him right now, I could do it. I could close my eyes. Uh, he's one of those guys that looked like he always needed to shave, uh, you know, had that dark five o'clock shadow and, uh, and had that cologne he wore. And I mean, I can bring him to mind right now, just like that. If I had to influence him right now, I could. And, uh, all I had to do was just inhale and go, I could smell that cologne and hook him boom like that. Um, uh, and try to touch them, you know, you know, try to bring your hands and grab, grab them by the arms, get their attention and uh, and try to imagine them doing what you want them to do. Uh, and you talk to the mental version of themselves and, uh, and, and walk them through what you want them to do. And, uh, and then you have to fuel that scenario with every ounce of conviction that you have. And then you, you hurl it into the crystal. And then you, from the crystal, you shoot it to the target and then let it go. Now, silent influence can be initiated for specific situations like getting a raise uh, or for general situations like prosperity with no specific target in mind. Now, when a situation is ongoing long term, uh, Mr. Conlon suggests using codes, he called C-O-D-E-S, codes, and he called these extremely short statements affirming the intention or desire. And he suggested to keep them as condensed as possible. And he called these abbreviated affirmations codes because he believed they were encrypted messages, which, when expanded in the mind of the receiver, initiated important transformations. Um, so uh, he had a code for friendship, which was, uh, I am happy in the confidence of my friend, Mr. Jones, we'll say. We're agreed. We're in harmony. We're united. My friend is drawing nearer to me daily. And just like lengthier affirmations, and you know when I when you know you have someone write, send you a petition, you know sometimes they'll write six pages of a petition. Uh, I'll usually condense them into a code, and I'll ask them. I'll say, you know, keep it brief. Uh, you don't have to. Uh, codes are always positive. You do not write in the negative, like remove this person that I hate. You know, this person is a scumbag. You, you don't do that. Uh, you know, do not remove 
uh, you know, I'm lonely and unhappy. You know, you don't, that's not a code. No. Uh, always positive. Instead of, uh, I will stop snacking between meals. I will, I will stop overeating. I will stop losing. I'll stop smoking. You don't do that. You, you turn it around. Um, um, I'm happy to feel hunger because I'm strong and brave and I finish my work before eating. Uh, you replace a negative thought with a positive thought, you see. So these compressed codes are so powerful uh, that I'll, I'll tell my clients that I'm working with that when they're sending for an unknown romantic partner, they shouldn't give me a list of traits that they want in a partner. Uh, you know, funny, good provider, loyal, attractive, uh, great in bed, dutiful parent, well-endowed. And I, Oh, I get that a lot, well-endowed, uh, which makes me – tells you a lot about the person that they've been with, right? Um, passionate, artistic, smart. It's not necessary. All that can be encoded in your projection. You know, your heart knows what it wants. The divine mind knows what it wants. Uh, that's not necessary. That's encoded when you project it out. I mean, you you know what you want. You pro- that's in, that's encoded in your projection. Uh, all these unspoken assumptions will ride the wave of the, wave of your desire. When you send your desire out, you're not sending out. You know, send me some schlub. You know, right? Who's who's going to uh, leave me unsatisfied in bed? You know, you know, leave me. You know, give me a bad what my grandma used to call a, a bad breakfast. You know, you know, a bad breakfast. You know, you sit down to eat and you get up and you're still hungry. That's what she used to say about someone who's bad in bed. All you need to do is clearly feel the person's presence in your heart. What does it feel like to be happy with somebody? And then clearly think your code. Come to me, my love. I'm looking for you just as you're looking for me. And then send that out. You know, I'm tired of messing around. Let's find each other. And that's the secret of successful projection and silent influence. You enter the silence, the place of causation, you know, the place where you have power. And that's what I try to teach. I say, find a place in yourself from which you can't be moved, a place of power. And if you don't have that, your projections aren't going to work. You have to find a place in yourself where you, you can plant your feet, your mental feet, and you can't be moved from there. This is a place of calm and strength, and you have to have that first. And that may take you a while to develop, um, and you have to believe. The strength of your belief will change reality. You have to have that. If you don't have that strength of conviction, that strength of belief, that strength of faith, you won't have that. And i got to tell you, I, I, I know a lot of people that just don't have that. And if you don't have that, you got to get it, and you know where you get it from? You get it from spirit, because spirit has a lot of power, and spirit has a lot of power for you, and spirit will give it to you. You just have to ask for it. You have to say, you have to sit quietly, and you have to say, and I know I'm sorry, I'm musting you to death. I'm having it, you know, I'm telling you. Usually, if someone tells me you have to do this, you know what I hear? You know, that voice in Charlie Brown, the, the wah, 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 that's what I hear, but I want to do it to you. You have to ask for it because you don't ask for it. You won't get it. And spirit has it. Spirit's got power. And if you feel like you don't have power and you don't have that spot from which you can't be moved, sit quietly, go inside yourself and find it. And I think this is why a lot of people can't get this to work for them because they don't believe and they don't have that place of power and that place of quiet and that place of calm. Because if you 
send maybe out, if you send doubt out, that's what you're going to get back. That's the law. Let's come back next week. We'll do more. Love you guys. Happy New Year.